If you would, please turn your Bible to the book of Job. I feel unworthy to preach out of the book of Job. I really do. But I feel led this morning to do so. We'd like to welcome all of you who are here this morning from wherever you've come from. I have a good friend here this morning from Alabama. He and his wife is here. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll treat them in such a matter. Brother Billy, raise your hand. Billy, he, Mary, tell Billy to turn his ear ear deal on, would you, so he could hear me, Billy? (laughs) Billy's got one of those earphones where if if I say something he don't agree with, he just turns it down. If I really get on his case, he just turns it off. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for coming today. I want to turn to the book of Job, chapter number three, for just a moment this morning and uh, try to develop a message for you today. I was speaking with one of our parents who have preteen kids. I'll not tell you who it is, but if you go to the nursery, you'll probably meet her. But... uh, She's having not issues maybe, but withdrawal pains from preteens. I told her, just hang around because when they get to teens, they'll be worse. (laughs) You know. Now Job, according to the Bible, was the greatest man of the East. According to the Word of God, chapters 1 and 2, he was a very wealthy man. He was a righteous man. He feared God. In fact, the Bible refers to him as a perfect man, upright, one that is true evil. He was a family man. He loved his family. He had a good family. If you would look at Job, you would think that in his life, everything that would make a man happy, he had it. Good family, wife, successful economically, religiously, spiritually, everything's going his way. Living a life of luxury and prosperity, but not enjoying any of it. You say, now where do you get that? Glad you asked. Verse 25 and 26 of Job chapter 3. As he sat in an ash heap, scraping the putrefying pulse from the running boils of leprosy, his family gone. His wife has cursed him. His wealth has evaporated and now his health is gone. Verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. 
with all the success and all the possessions with the beautiful family with everything going his way he lived in constant fear that he's going to lose what he got and lose his family and instead of joy in life He worried constantly and lived in constant fear that it ain't always going to be this way. <laughs> you know anybody that way? I said, do you know anybody who's got life with a downhill pull and cannot even sleep at night? That which I have greatly feared for well, the thing which I have greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come upon me. I was not in safety. I've never felt safe, Job said. Neither had I rest. When night shades fell, Job could not sleep. He lived with constant fear that either he would lose his wealth, lose his health, or lose his family. Neither was I quiet, yet trouble come. Could I ask you a question? Is there any place today, anywhere, that is safe? With all the blessings Job had, he lived in constant fear. With all that he'd accomplished, he had no peace. The Bible said there was no quiet. With all that he had going his way with a beautiful family, I never felt safe, he said. You know, that might be a possibility today. The Bible talks about in the last days that Perilous times would come. We're living in very perilous times. I don't know if you know that or not. All about us. Perilous things are happening continually. Job reminds me of a Christian pessimist. You know a fellow who feels bad when he feels good for fear he feel worse when he feels better? Job was the kind of person who would say if the whole world was a mud hole and I was a hog, I just know that God would turn it into concrete before I get my nose in it. <laughs> just got to worry. 
about something. A pessimist is a person who can hardly wait for the future so they can complain about the past. You know anybody that way? It ain't going to work. It's never worked. They're idiots. Every one of them. How do I know that? They act like it. We're living in very, very perilous times. I, I, I tell you, I can't even watch a Western movie anymore without feeling pessimistic. You think about it, if you would please, crime rates about us are soaring all about us. Armed robbery is a common occurrence today. Even in the big metroplex of Burleson, yesterday one of our men stopped or this week stopped a bank robbery. Glad it wasn't my bank because my bank is constantly robbing me. <laughs> Home break-ins and uh, burglaries are keep people from feeling safe in their own homes today in which we live. Uh, we build gated cities just so that we could, communities just so we can feel safe, do we not? I don't understand folks who live in gated communities and get mad because I don't visit them. <laughs> That's a good reason to move into a gated community to keep me from visiting them. I always show up about lunchtime. It's a sad day when churches has to have security teams, security cameras, alarm systems to keep the folks safe. I don't know if you know it or not. I don't know if you notice or not. After the services start, there's only one door you can get in this place. It's one to the bathroom. <laughs> I ask them to keep it open so that whenever somebody starts shooting, I can be the first one in. <laughs> Homes and churches today have to equip themselves with safety devices just so that people can feel safe. Not to mention driving down the highways and the roads of our community. Idiots carrying gun without any remorse shoots a passerby or they call it road rage. I call it a bunch of idiots with guns. You say, are you against guns? I hope not. As many as I've got. Perverts walk the streets of our community looking for Molly Tibbetts. Perverts now has begun to invade honorable professions. I read recently where that there's over a thousand cases of child molestation among the Catholic priests in Pennsylvania. I still have not heard any of them being incarcerated. If they were Baptists, they'd be under the jail. Uh, perverts don't even spare our law enforcement. Even in Johnson County, one was incarcerated this past week for child molestation. They have not spared the ministry this week. A Methodist youth director is now incarcerated with a $750,000 bond for child molestation. We're living in perilous, perilous times. You think about it, if you would, please. The clergy has 
just absolutely fall into that. Even in our very mind tonight, today, as we stand here and worship our Lord, still images of 9-11 still hover in our minds. We have not forgotten Oklahoma City even. We're living in very perilous, perilous times. And I just, and not to discount the Muslim extremists, I don't know how you tell the difference. But they're filled in our streets. Could I ask you today, as you sit here comfortably in our church, feeling safe, I wonder, are our children safe? Is there a safe place for our children? You say, well, preacher, I've got great news for you. I heard just a couple of years ago that things are improving. They've bought two more dope-smelling dogs at Alito High School. Isn't that great? Are our children safe? Is there a safe place for our children today? Is there a place of safety? There's already been 23 school shootings this year. 23. 23. When that statistic was arrived at, that meant one school shooting every week in 2018. Is there a safe place for our kids? It's an amazing thing to me. The most powerful nation ever to exist in the history of mankind and we cannot secure our schools and keep our children safe. Is there any place today I ask you that our children is safe? The question I ask today, not only for our children, but is there a safe place for you and I? There's only been 154 mass shootings this year in America. 154. I'm going to the ball game. Enjoy yourself. I watch it on television. They shoot me, I'll shoot back in my living room. And if they won't bow to the flag, I won't bow to their game. Are you listening to me? Is there a safe place? Are we safe today? War, just imagine how close we are to a nuclear war. One mistake, one misassumption because Iran and Iraq and Russia, North Korea, China, pointing their nuclear arms at America. You feel safe? Job said, I've got it made, but I'm living in fear. Is there any place anywhere close to this place where that we can be safe? Could I ask you a question? What inhabits your prayer life? When you pray, what motivates our prayer? I've written down two or three things, probably not true, but I would say calamities many times control our prayer life. I would say that many times cancer controls our prayer life. I would say many times that uh, casualties 
would control our prayer life. And cadavers, if anybody dies, we surely pray. But I have great news for you today. There is a place of safety. And it's not the Pentagon. Amen. It's not the military base. It's not your storm shelter. It's not your bulletproof vest. And it's not the armored car that you're trying to buy. I have great news for you. There is a place of safety. Would you like to see it? Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. In your Bible, please look at this. In Romans chapter 12, I could quote it for you, but I'll read it for you. Now watch this, and I want you to be careful now. Be very, very careful. Where is it that I can put my kids? He's not a kid anymore. Dear God, I wish he was. I'd whoop him. I think I I missed out on one whooping. Where can I put my grandkids? Where can you put your family? That there's perfect safety. The Bible said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now watch this. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect. What's these next two words? Three words. Will of God. The safest place that I can ever be is in the center of God's will because it's perfect. It's perfect. You see, in God's will, we are covered by the blood of Christ. In the book of the Revelation, chapter 12 and verse 11, it talks about satanic oppression and satanic activity, and satanic persecution. And the Bible says that they overcame him, Satan, by the power of the blood. And by the word of their testimony, and they love not life unto death. The best place you and I can be is under the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the best and the safest place you can have your children and have your life and have your family and have your business and have your whatever is in the perfect will of God. Because in the perfect will of God, we are covered with the blood and we're filled by the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost of God is not afraid of the devil, not afraid of the devil's imps. Job may have troubles, but let me tell you, he still will not curse God. Job was in the middle of God's will. The Bible says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power. Power. Paul said, be ye filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Hey, when you get home tonight, won't you just ask your wife, what you full of? She'll tell you. Just ask your wife, what do you think I'm full of? Not me, you. She'll tell you what she thinks you're full of. Ask your kids, hey, what do you think that is full of? <laughs> you don't want to hear that answer. I asked my kids that one time. And my kid's just brave enough to tell me. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? You see, when I'm in the perfect will of God, when I'm doing what God wants me to do, and I'm in the center of God's will, I've been washed in the blood, I'm full of the Holy Ghost, and I'm kept by the power of God. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse 5 said, Who are kept by the will, by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Let me tell you something. I would rather be in the middle of God's will as to sit on the throne of England. I'd a lot rather be in the middle of God's will as in jail. You see, let me summarize this. When you and I are in the center of God's will, like Joseph, Satan's harlots disguised as Potiphar's wife will not succeed in our life. Oh, yes, when you're in the center of God's will like Daniel, they may throw you in the lion's den. But you could author a song, I could have stayed all night because the lions will develop lockjaw and not be able to bite the Baptist who's living by faith. Oh, in the center of God's will, like the Hebrew children. They may heat the furnace seven times hotter. They may fling you in the fire. And if you're in the center of God's will, the fourth will come alive and walk with you in the fire. And he have the image of the Son of God. And the fire cannot burn you. You see, in the center of God's will, there is a safe place. Oh, yes. In the center of God's will, we like Queen Esther and Mordecai may stand and watch the Hamans of this old world build scaffolds to hang us on, but when it comes time for the hanging, the rope will not fit our neck and the door will swing for somebody else's feet because God 
is our caretaker. You may say, well, preacher, I don't know what's going on. Well, when you're in the center of God's will, like David, the giants in your life, whatever they may be, may stand tall and be ugly and harsh and cry out blasphemies to scare you and frighten you. But all you need to defeat the giants is just a slingshot and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the giants will go tumbling down. Is there a safe place? Oh, yes. Is there any place where my family can be safe? Oh, yes. Is there any place that my kids can be safe and my friends can be safe? Yes, it's in the center of God's will. Mothers, I didn't put this in for you, Mary. It was already in there. But mothers, is there any place safe for our kids? Like Jochebed, you can trust your children to the will of God. You see, Moses' mother gave Moses a kiss on the cheek and set him adrift in the will of God. You listening to me? And one day, Mom, you'll have to kiss the cheek of your child and set them adrift in the river of life Trust in God to keep Pharaoh's crocodiles at bay until he finds his way to yonder shore. There's protection in the will of God. There's protection for our kids. Daddy, is there anybody, is there any place safe for you and your family. Like Noah. Dad. It's not you carrying a gun. Carry one if you want to. I would. It's just I'm afraid I'd draw it and shoot my foot. But I don't need to carry one. If all of you got one. When the shooting starts, look for me at the bottom of the baptistry. <laughs> Dad, what about your family? Like Noah. Daddy, if you'll get in the middle of God's will. Daddy, if you get in the middle of God's word and the God of his will and the God of his word will keep your family safe in the ark and it'll carry you and your family to safety on heaven's shore. Find your place in God's ark, the church. Find your place, daddy. 
because we're living in perilous times. Families are breaking down. Economics is uncertain. The morals of our country is in the garbage can. The only safe place that I have found in 50 years to keep my family is in the center of God's will. A verse to close. Listen to this. It's Proverbs 1 and 33. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell in safety. You like that? Is there any safe place? Yeah. It's not behind your gated communities. Not behind the locked doors of your house. God bless our men in blue and ladies in blue. But they don't always tie themselves to my back bumper in which I am exceedingly proud. The other night, there's no safety at my house because my wife prays that every time I get stopped, I'll get a ticket. Soon as the red light comes on behind me, she does this. Starts praying, please give Jean a ticket. I don't know why she's that way. I always pray that they'll let the thief go when they stop her. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell in safety and shall be quite from fear of evil. In the center of God's will, there's peace, there's safety, there's provision. You don't have to be worried and afraid like Job. He said, I've wasted all my good days worrying about the day that is finally here. I knew it all the time, right? You know, do you know that it's possible that everybody in this place can leave this place in the center of God's will. Safety. The Bible said, as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Now I'm going to take care of my sons till they get big enough to take care of me. That day has arrived. I have two of them here today. They both outweigh me. They smell worse than I do. They're not near as smart, but they're both real wealthy, and I'm glad of that. 
Daddies, take care of sons. For 50 years now, my daddy's been faithful. Hmm? He's taking care of me. The safest place you can be today, the safest place you can have your family today is in the center of God's will. If you're not saved, you need to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ because that washes away all of our sins. Well, preacher, how do I do that? Paul said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And since I've been saved, my dad can whoop their dad. Because my father, which gave him to me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck me out of the Father's hand. There is a safe place and that's in the center of God's will.